In a study on Victorian spectacular theater, Mark Booth explains that the impact of new kinds of lighting or new kinds of fabric, paint, and scenic materials immeasurably widened the bounds of stage effect. For instance, spectacle in Victorian pantomime would have been much the poorer, indeed would not have developed as it did without technical improvements in gas lighting and the evolution of limelight. Albert Douglas recalled that the gaslight effects in pantomime at the Standard Theatre were so elaborate that they required months of preparation. The fairies of the Valley of Jewels scene in Harlequin and Sinbad the Sailor from 1881 carried white wands, each surmounted by a capital letter in copper spelling out the names of jewels in words of blazing light, such as rubies, emeralds, and topazes, each group of fairies being dressed in the color of its jewel. The words were made of gas pipe, plunged into sockets, and Douglas explained the technicalities of the effect. It would be comparatively easy to gain such an effect with electricity, but in those days it meant miles of gas piping beneath the stage, a thousand holes punched in every letter with care to ensure each tiny gas jet containing a roll of paper percussion caps, similar to those used today in cap pistols, to ignite the gas. Fireworks, sparks flying in a controlled way during such scenes on the stages in London during the Victorian era, all because of the new gas lighting technology and gas piping thrusting, as playwright Moss Hart would say in his comedy Light Up the Sky, a Roman candle in the tired face of show business. We'll meet a much lower key theater ensemble that still may have a vision of theater that has to do with, at least metaphorically, igniting the flames of passion for the art and craft of bringing plays to life. It's the Gaspipe Theater of Lewisburg, their name choice may have something to do with that, as we'll hear. Gaspipe Theatre Company and River Stage Community Theatre are partnering for a festival of world premiere original one-act plays at the Green Space Centre in Lewisburg over the next two weekends. We had a chance to speak by phone with Jove Graham, president of the board of River Stage, about the celebration of new plays and fresh talent. The Gaspipe Theatre Company is a small group that was started by Derek Scott, one of our board members, quite a while, many or many years ago. And the two main things that they were producing each year were Free Shakespeare in the Park. And then in 2010, they started this one-act play festival or short play festival where they solicited scripts from local writers. And so once we partnered with River Stage and Gaspipe together, this is actually the fourth time that we've teamed up to do this, and we put out the call and received play scripts from lots of local playwrights, lots of playwrights all across the U.S. Now, of course, everything is online, so it's easy for someone to send you a script from miles away. And yes, it fulfills part of our mission to give developing artists and community members a, a chance to develop their craft and, and participate in, in something on stage that's maybe a little new, a little off the beaten path. You must have been swamped. Were you swamped? Uh, we were pretty swamped. We were happy to get, uh, I think it was just over 30 scripts sent in, and of course we don't have time to do all of those. 
They are short, but with each script being somewhere around 10 minutes or so, we knew that we had to whittle it down to to about eight. So we went from 30 down to eight. Uh, And we had a team of our board members and members of the Gas Pipe Company read all the scripts back in November timeframe, and uh, part of it was dependent on the casting. We picked a couple alternates when we went into auditions and then saw from there kind of uh, folks came out to audition for the plays and who was willing to direct what. So that's how we got to our final set of eight that will be performed this weekend and next. Were some of the scripts submitted COVID-related in their (laughs) themes? Uh, there was definitely a little bit of the effects of that, but not as much as as we were kind of expecting, to be honest. There were not as, I think people have uh, sort of gone past the, the virtual theater, though many of these plays were, I think, uh, you know, conceived of as they could possibly be done virtually. But no, there were, you know, sort of a lot of plays with a the theme of writing a play, <laughs> which is common among writers, I guess. And really a broad range. We have uh, a few very serious dramas, uh, a few completely, you know, madcap slapstick kind of humorous pieces and, and others that are definitely clever comedies. And so a, a large range of, of themes, but not too much COVID, surprisingly. How do you structure the evening so that there's a flow or compare and contrast? Yeah, absolutely. So we've, as I said, there's a mix of of funny and serious, and so we've tried to split those up and wrinkle them throughout. The focus is really on the writing and on the acting in a production like this. So as you can imagine, you can't bring in an entirely new gigantic set for each 10-minute piece. So We've designed a pretty flexible and modular sort of staging that all the plays can kind of use, at, you know, a door here, a window there, and obviously a couple other little pieces of furniture that do come on and off. But yeah, that's certainly the, the goal is to make the evening flow, to go from one to the other, and the, uh, the actors and the large backstage crew is all ready to make that happen, and the use of music and sound to sort of transition from one to the other. We hope it'll keep the momentum going and, and give people a really varied evening of entertainment. Are any of the local playwrights involved in the production process? A few, actually, yes. So we had, of the eight plays, six of them are from Pennsylvania writers. Three of those are from people that are even local and and very close to our area. So two of the plays were written by local contributors, but they are also directing their own pieces. So that's great to see. And it must be a treat for actors who are regulars with you, if a number of those folks are taking part, to do something that no one has ever seen before. Absolutely. To be able to say that you originated a role, you know, of course, is a huge badge of honor among the acting community. And these are, you know, short pieces, but yes, I think it's a lot of fun for the participants to be able to say, hey, this has never been done before and, and I'm going to do it. And we're so pleased to see a mix of actors who are coming back again for well, production after they've maybe been here a few times before and then also some brand new folks. So that's always refreshing to see a mix of of actors on stage. Now, we don't want to do any spoiling here, but some of the (laughs) titles are just so intriguing. Is there something that you can say vaguely that won't ruin at the haiku convention? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm happy to, to talk more about any of them. At the haiku convention is a wonderful little piece for fans of the haiku, you know that you have to speak and, and write in a very specific rhythm, and the whole play is written in that rhythm. It's about two poetry enthusiasts, and not only do they love haiku, they practice it. So that's a wonderful little piece.
In Mozart's day, there's an opera that he created, Idomeneo, but there's something here, I-D-E-M-O, exclamation point. Yes. Demo, I believe, means let's go in Polish, maybe? Oh, I could be getting that wrong. But anyway, the the meaning behind that is let's go. And that, again, is a, a slapstick, just hilarious piece written by a young writer from Williamsport, Ramsey Uter, who's been in some of our productions before. And it takes a boy's birthday party and turns it into a whodunit mystery. So that's very funny, and that's going to open up our, our evening of shows. And then we get to the serious pieces and one that is titled Dry Ribbons. Yes, Dry Ribbons is going to close out our show, and it's a piece written by Nicola Jones of Bryn Mawr, and it's about a granddaughter helping her grandmother sort of clean out the attic you know, after uh, some family have passed on. And it's, it's a much more intimate, serious piece where a granddaughter learns some things about her grandmother that she'd never knew before. So there's really, a, you know, a wide range of tones here. And I think that's going to be a, a great one as well. We were happy to, happy to receive it. Do you know why the theater company chose Gas Pipe as its name? Um, no, I don't actually know that. I think the idea was it was, you know, igniting the passion and igniting the flame of, of the theater arts, something along those lines. What is your overall responsibility, Joe, in terms of the production when it's all unfolding on stage? I'm happy to be in the back seat for this one, but as president of the board, obviously we make sure that the production and the directors have everything that they need, that the audience has everything that they need to come in and get tickets and see the show and things like that. So I am just really happy to, to step to the side and let the writers and the actors and the directors of this particular production really take hold and uh, show us what these great plays can do for the first time. You said this is number four collaboration with Gas Pipe. That's right. This is the ninth time, I believe, that they've hosted this festival overall, and this will be the fourth time that we've done it together. Have you heard anything from any of those who were selected in the four years that you all have been partnering? Has anybody popped up again? That's a good question. Um, These are mostly new writers this year. I think in the early days of the festival, obviously, it was a little harder to maybe get the word out more widely, and so you had a lot more repeat playwrights. Yeah, we're happy to say that most of the playwrights here are new to us. I mean, I think that's a, you know, that's a nice thing to give people a, a chance. But, you know, certainly some of the playwrights here are, you know, widely published in other places, and, and some of the playwrights that have had their work done by us for the first time in past years have gone on to great things as well. So we're happy to, to help try to, again, fan the flames of, of theater. Even if that's not why the gas pipe folks chose that name, you've made a very good case for it. I think that sticks. Joe, tell us the particulars about the dates and so forth. Yes. We open this Friday, February 10th, and we have shows on Friday and Saturday nights for the next two weekends, February 10th and 11th, and February 17th and 18th, and those are all at 7.30 p.m., and then we have a Sunday matinee on February 19th at 2.30 p.m., and we're located at what used to be the old Lewisburg High School in Lewisburg that's now called Green Space Center, and it is at 815 Market Street in Lewisburg. Jove Graham, president of the board of the River Stage Community Theater, speaking with us about the 2023 Gas Pipe One Act Play Festival, an evening of eight all-new original short plays held in collaboration with the Gas Pipe Theater Company, Fridays and Saturdays, February 10th, 11th, 17th, and 18th, 
at 7.30 each evening, with a Sunday matinee February 19th at 2.30 p.m. For more information on the web, riverstagetheater.org, riverstagetheater, T-R-E at the end, riverstagetheater.org. That's the 2023 Gas Pipe One-Act Play Festival, an evening of eight all-new original short plays, February 10th, 11th, 17th, and 18th, Fridays and Saturdays at 7.30, with a Sunday matinee the 19th of February at 2.30 at the Green Space Center, 815 Market Street in Lewisburg. For more information on the web, riverstagetheater.org, riverstagetheater.org. And a footnote, many of you may remember poet Jim Spock, who comes each year before the Fine Arts Fiesta as a representative of the Wyoming Valley Poetry Society to talk about the contest held each year by the Society to honor young grade school students and their poems. So it is no surprise that Jim Spock has created a play titled At the Haiku Convention, featuring two strangers connecting over their love of 17-syllable poetry. That's one of the eight plays to be featured in the 2023 Gaspipe One-Act Play Festival, and that's this weekend and next, Fridays and Saturdays at 7.30 p.m., with a Sunday matinee February 19th at 2.30, riverstagetheater.org.